Welcome to Two Titans and a Hunter, a Destiny 2 podcast. A show where we discuss tips, tricks and tools to help all Guardians succeed and enjoy playing more. We are dedicated to keeping Guardians informed and up to date with all the latest Destiny 2 news, information and opinions. And we encourage your questions and feedback. You can contact us either by email at twotitansandahunter at hotmail.com or on Twitter at twotitans underscore hunter. Now, on with the show. This morning, I am joined by two tired guardians who've had to get up at 6am. 6am. Well, I'm not actually joined by them just yet. I'm the only one here. And, um, oh, here's one now. Welcome to Early Morning Stuttering with Parody. Watch as he tries to read. See if he can say words. It'll be exciting to find out. <laughs> so joining me this week, for now anyway, until Respawn wakes up, is just Parody. And we are going to go through just a few of the things that have been leaked over on Reddit concerning the roadmap for the end of the season. And that is the Tribute Hall and the Moments of Triumph, which are coming up on July 9th. And then July 30th, you've got Solstice of Heroes. So it's technically spoilers, not because you're kind of going to be playing the game in the next couple of weeks. So it's nothing too spoilery. But if you want, I will put timestamps in the show notes so that you can skip past these bits. The following information has been data mined and posted on Reddit by JP Deathblade. And the information could change. It's not 100% clear as to the objectives as yet. But moving into Tribute Hall, which Bungie haven't really said much about, they say in the leaks anyway, it's a golden hall of wonders created by the Emperor to celebrate your legacy. Cost of the following may be reduced by delivering boons of opulence to the visage of Callus. Boons of opulence delivered to the visage of Callus in the tribute hall to increase your tribute discount by 1%, and the maximum discount is 80%. Not 100% sure what that all means. Um, Parody, have you got any idea? You're going to bring a thing to Callus. He's going to like it to some degree. You're going to do it again. It's the good old bungee, bungee way of run over here, kill the lads, run back over there, kill more lads. Yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. I, I also read through all of this, going. I'm sure this will make sense in the moment, but I'm looking at this, going. I, I don't know what you want me to do. Which is fair enough. That's it's all data mined at least, so it's quest steps, and maybe they aren't all in the same order or right, or who knows. I think the thing is, it's just going to be like we do now with the menagerie, where you get the boons to drop. That you're going to get something to drop that's going to be this um, boon of opulence that you can then trade at the visage of Callus for something else. And they're just going to drop randomly in the game, I guess. So you'll just, just play the game as normal and you'll get these things to drop as and when. There'll probably be different farming methods for different areas and things like that. But they've given a few examples, well, they've given all the examples in the leaks of the different tributes that you can get with enemy themes. So just for an example, we'll give you the fallen ones. A tribute with the power to simulate a nimble fallen shank, the first of five available fallen themed tributes. And then we've got exactly the same with a fallen dreg, and that's the second of available fallen themed tributes. Then you have the fallen vandal, which is the third of five, fallen captain, fourth of five, and then you've got the scorched cannon, a favorite weapon of the fallen, which is the fifth and final 
available for the Fallen Theme tributes. And I mean, the list goes on with Hive, Cabal, Vex and other. And then you have statuettes that you can get. It says a statuette of a moat of dark, a statuette of joyful majestic. Yeah, majestic. Of, of his joyful majesty, the great emperor Callus himself. The last true hand to guide the honorable cabal people. Yeah, so there's a ton of statues, a ton of things we're going to simulate. I just wonder when it says, you know, we could sum, when you when you can simulate a fallen captain, can I now teleport around a map? If I'm simulating <laughs> a hive ogre, do I have a giant powerful eye blast that knocks people back? You know, I'm I'm curious what the are we gonna be you know be be receiving some power like these various enemy types that we can simulate, or is this something else, you know, when I when I become a scorch cannon or a cleaver, do I become a giant blade or do I get set on fire and <laughs> you know burn the world down? And and yeah, and I'm wondering. The more I look at this, I'm wondering if it's the you know, the giving those getting those boons of opulence. I wonder if it's when you complete something, you know, it gives you that boon of opulence, which you can then take to to this tribute hall and you know, Duncan, you know, to either Duncan the thing or or you know, you know what what these boons are actually going to take shape as. Yeah, I mean, it says the maximum discount is eighty percent. So I'm guessing the maximum that you can hold is eighty if each tribute is one percent. And then it says the rewards are you may claim only four rewards per day from bounties offered by the visage of Callus. There seems to be a beam emblem for hitting the max tribute discount. And that tracks the number of tributes placed in the tribute hall earned by raising your tribute to discount rate to 80%. And that's kind of all we've got um, leak wise on the um, tribute hall. Yeah, I'm guessing this visage of Callus is going to be another vendor, possibly on the Leviathan. Not entirely sure. Or it could be on one. It could be on the barge, maybe. A bit like yeah, we had yeah, the true. where we had the Solstice of Heroes. You had the statue in the tower that you had to go to, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the statue there where the where the tree was up front. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm curious. Yeah, I'm really curious to see what they what they do. Is I hope it's. You know, and I, I hope it really is like when it says you know, you'll get the power to simulate this or that or the other. Uh, I'm really curious about the you know a tribute with the power to simulate heavy ammo cash, a commonly valued resource on Earth. What in the world does that mean? <laughs> Do I get unlimited heavy ammo for a day? <laughs> I mean, one of them reads a statue out of a Drake tank, a primitive combat vehicle of the Guardians of Earth. Are you going to be able to simulate a Drake tank? <laughs> um hopefully maybe yeah i'm 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 really curious to see when well, they maybe again, it's just the know, statues is, actually yeah and again it's all data mine so it's like you know we're read we're, we're we're reading the descriptions you know we're trying to soothsay soothsay the entrails of these descriptions yeah. being data mined off things when Bungie will tell us soon enough we'll know what all this is you know i'm sure someone glitched into this area if it's in the game already somewhere to i say, think hey, it's going to be a I thing of it. on the day we're going to find stuff out. That's all that's going to happen. It's going to be YouTube galore with all different guides and oh, oh, this does this and this does that. Um, and you can do this and you can do that. Yeah. 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 I'm really curious. I hope, like, I hope it's, it's a little more than it was last time around. Well, where, we haven't where, had this tribute hall. This is what's different. True. true. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah, we haven't had the tribute hall and there does seem to be a lot to it, but I just, I hope it's, I hope it's a little more than like, you know, go kill drags and then you'll get a drag boon. And Maybe then you it's can bring a bit it to like 
what we had at Christmas with Eva Levante, where you had to go around, do the cookies and then take it to the different vendors. Maybe you just go to that one vendor, trade it in and you get the chance to get masterwork cores, mod components, blue weapons, legendary weapons. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just going to be a random drop and it's, you just play the game. These things will come to you. You then go to that and do this, but, there'll be emblems and things available for you. If you do go out of your way to max stuff out kind of thing. Yeah. I think it's just an, one of those added things to what's going to, you know, be the end of the season. Right. And, and that's when they, you know, and I, and I wonder if they're going to do sort of the same thing they did at the end of D1, you know, giving us sort of the, you know, like the mayhem strike playlists and just sort of going, you know, giving you the ability to sort of play, you know, sort of have your, 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 end of game you know blowout of we're, we're going to make everything crazy we're going to give you all these extra abilities you know throw this extra stuff in there and just really have fun with the game and sort of open it wide open like they did with d1 but mm. yeah, we'll we'll have to see i mean again you know I, I don't think the game's in a bad place the game is probably in the best place it's been in its three-year run at this point so you know i don't think they really need to go in and say okay here's you know here's something we're going to give you i think it's just any you know anything anything extra they give us at this point is just a cherry on top of of already a great game experience, yeah. Which is where we're sitting right now, so well, we'll see. With the data mine stuff for moments of triumph, we have a couple of things that's come out that says over the next few weeks, Guardians will, and then it's blah blah blah, pursue limited time solstice themed armor sets, and again blah blah blah, challenge themselves in combat meditations on a mysterious floating island in the European dead zone and another blah, 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 complete moments of triumph for glory and loot. And the rewards, uh, a moment of triumph emblem, a moment of triumph sparrow, a moment of triumph ship, a moment of triumph t-shirt available in the real world and a moment of triumph seal and title. And the seal is already available in the database for you to look at. And we will link that in the show notes and I'll also link the um, number that corresponds with it that you can find it. With that, Bungie on Bungie Day, which was the 7th of July, which was yesterday for us, they say, starting on July 9th, 2019, Moments of Triumph for Year 2 of Destiny 2 will become available. Players will be challenged to complete triumphs that span content throughout the solar system, from the Dreaming City to the EDZ. This year will be fairly straightforward. Complete in-game triumphs, unlock rewards. And then they list completing one moment of triumph reward will earn you a moment of triumph emblem. Five will get you the sparrow. Ten will get you the ship. Fifteen will get you the t-shirt offer from the bungee store. And completing all the triumphs will get this seal and the title. And they say, so what's available day one? Well, we'll have triumph for players to complete throughout the various activities and releases. Players who own Destiny 2 will have the ability to earn all in-game rewards. In order to earn the 2019 Moment of Triumph t-shirt offer, players will need to own Destiny 2 Forsaken to complete all 2019 Triumphs and unlock their title. Then they list what the Triumphs are. Legendary Valor, Crucible Pinnacle Arms, Vanguard Pinnacle Arms, Nothing Left to Say, The Vault, Mythic. It's very vague what they go into. And then they say Solstice of Heroes is... Strike Spelunker, Exotic Arsenal, Gun for Hire, etc., etc. And you can go to This Week at Bungie to see what they put on their webpage for this. 
And they say Solstice of Heroes will also bring some new loot for players to earn this summer. Keep your eyes peeled. And we'll have a blog article on July 24th to show off the up to show off the upcoming event. And Moments of Triumph will be available from the 7th of July through to the 27th of August. And that's 2019. But with the leaks, we have the list of some of the triumphs that you need to do uh, in order to complete it. And did you want to take us through it, Parody? Yeah, okay, yeah. So so here are here are our data mined current objectives. We're gonna achieve a valor rank of legend in any season, and that's just the quick, you know, crucible quick play. So you don't don't go into comp for this. So complete a mission, nothing left to say. Complete the Crown of Sora raid. Reach a mythic division in Gambit. Complete the Last Wish raid. Complete the dungeon, the Shattered Throne, and complete the Scourge of the Past raid. So pretty raid heavy. But I think if I remember back to the to the moment of triumph from D one, I think it was you know go beat Crota, go f- you know finish off Atheon in the Vault of Glass. So the raids have always been you know go do a raid, which will be the nice thing. There's will be a lot of people trying to LFG raids when this comes out to get these triumphs done. And we've also, you know, it's also worth noting that Eva has three classified sparrows attached to her, and we'll put links in there if you want to take a look at where those are in the, the data mined bits that they've found so far. Um, and there's also some other strings that alert to the moment of triumph achievements, which they're saying is probably going to be earn a gambit pinnacle weapon from any season, earn a vanguard pinnacle weapon from any season, earn a crucible pinnacle weapon from any season, complete some number of runs through the Black Armory Forges. Complete bounties throughout the system, uh, masterwork any piece of majestic solstice armor, complete weekly challenges throughout the system, amass gear in your collections, obtain the complete majestic solstice of heroes 2019 armor set, fully upgrade the chalice of opulence, and win a game at prime match while wearing a full set of notorious armor. So, sort of just like what it was in D1, the moments of triumph are always just play the game. Have played a lot of the game. And there's some of these, I mean, heck, all the raids in here I haven't finished yet. There's there's tons of stuff that, you know, people haven't done. So this is always a good good time where people are always rushing to tr- at least get one raid clear or to try to grind for this armor set. So it's a good time if you're working on something. Odds are there'll be a lot of other people working on that same thing. So the LFGs are usually thick with people all trying to accomplish one thing or another, which is great. We have some extra information about the Solstice of Heroes um, quest steps. So it's going to be very similar. I don't know if a lot of people were around last year for the Solstice of Heroes, but you got a set of gear at the beginning of Solstice, and it was a broken set of gear that you then had to upgrade whilst doing various different activities in the game. Ikora would offer different story missions each day, which would have uh, different modifiers on and different burns so it's different to how it was originally in destiny 2 year one and i think that's how we kind of progressed into destiny 2 forsaken so it says that you have to strengthen your drain solstice armor set and connect it to the light completing armor objectives and you had to do you had to wear the full set of armor if i'm not mistaken and go and do like a nightfall that would then upgrade that piece of item for you to then masterwork it towards the end. And again, it says, with your completed Drain Solstice armor set equipped, return to the Statue of Heroes to meditate. And then you have to strengthen your renewed Solstice armor set by connecting to the light and completing objectives, and then return to the Solstice um, statue again, meditate, and then 
show Eevee your fully restored Majestic Solstice armor set. So that's just basically what we had to do last year. And I will link a video in the show notes of the Solstice stuff for last year and the, the quest steps because it's probably going to be very similar. And if anybody wants to check that out, I will link a video for you. Yeah, and I remember, I remember this also came with a with a light boost because I think it wasn't this how you get. I think the resplendent armor was that final level of Solstice gear last time around, and that would bring your light level up to four hundred. So I wonder if we're, we're going to yeah. see a small light level boost if we'll get to you know seven ninety or eight hundred with this event as well, which will make the you know the, the heroic menagerie a little bit easier. That was it, yeah, because we were at three eighty five, weren't we? And then yeah, this armor yeah, gave yeah, you the yeah, extra I think boost. Each of the three things give yeah. you. Yeah, I feel like it was each piece gave you five extra, you know, points of light. It was like the only armor in the game that was the entire point to grind for. It was the only armor in the game that would give you any higher light than the current cap. And the weapons you could only get at 400 from doing the raid, if I believe that was correct. I mean, they haven't said that's the case this year. They've just said there's just different armor sets. But again, they said nothing about it yet. Yeah, I don't think they (laughs) said that last year. Early on, (laughs) it was when they did the blog post that it all came out, this is what's going to happen and this is what you're going to have to do. So, upgrading the drain set, it says complete runs through the European aerial zone, land precision final blows and defeat hive combatants, loot chests in the European aerial zone. So this is going to be that floating taken rock, I guess, that we've seen in some of the trailers. It's going to be a new area in the EDZ that we're going to be able to go to and do different things, as they said, with the different armor sets. But this is for Solstice. So this is what's going to come at the end of July. Um, You've got things like collect solar orbs in strikes, defeat opponents in Crucible and Gambit, complete public events on Nessus with void orbs, then upgrading your renewed set. You then have to do void kills, subclass kills, defeat teams of opposing guardians in Crucible or Gambit using arc weapons, complete heroic public events, and so on and so forth until you've you know fully masterworked those sets upgrading it to the majestic set and to upgrade the majestic set you have to complete a prestige nightfall with a score of 200,000 or better now there are a hell of a lot of videos out there that show you how to get over 100,000 so there's going to be a few more probably popping up in the next couple of weeks but because we don't know what nightfalls are going to be for that set of weeks of solstice of heroes it's going to be hard to determine which ones you're going to be best to practice on so until they come up it's probably best to keep an eye on youtube or we'll keep an eye on youtube and let you guys know as and when they come up which ones are probably the best ones to the best guides to follow you also have to play strikes with clanmates complete the dungeon shattered throne in the dreaming city with fire team of two players or fewer Reset your Season 7 Valor Ranking Crucible and defeat challenging combatants throughout the system. And as we had last year, there were ornaments for your... Um, I think it was for your fully upgraded pieces of armor, wasn't it, Parody? You had Solar, Arc and Void, which made the armor glow. And I believe that you can do that again this year. Yeah, yeah, and then a fully upgraded armor looked really nice. It gave it that nice, the nice glow that we had with some of the other ornaments in the game. That was that was the armor set that I got. I got part of, part of the way upgrading it, and then just sort of gave up with it, and summer got in the way. But I'm curious to do it this time around and actually max it all out. Yeah, 
especially since there's no, you know, there's no D3 on the horizon. There's no, I mean, you know, we know Shadow Keep is coming, but there's no, uh, we're going back to the moon, but it's not like we're, we're, again, last time I was sitting here going, okay, D2 is, is right around the corner. Why am I going to max out this armor and stuff when I'm going to be playing a whole new game soon? And this is, you know, we're going to be playing a whole new game, but it's going to be the same game. It's going to be very, you know, I think the world's going to grow a lot because going free to play, we're going to have a lot more people in here. We're going to have, you know, the stadia will be a thing. Granted, we can't play with them, but, you know, cross save is a thing, which will invite more people to, to play on different consoles if they have them. It's going to be a lot yeah. of fun. So this, uh, I'm a little more excited about doing, doing this grind this year. I'll probably jump in and, you know, we'll get some of these raids knocked out or at least try to during this time. Yeah. And I think it's going to be retroactive. That's what it was last year. If you've already done the raid, then you exactly. don't need to worry that's, about it because it's already yeah, that, retroactive. That's what I was too. Your account say, knows we, that you've done it. Yeah, I was about to say, should we work on our on our two man uh, throne clear? <laughs> I think but you might have to do that during the weeks that it actually comes up. Yeah, that's that, that's what I was that's what I was wondering. Which were uh, really during the week that it comes up. Or, or well, I guess they've said it's going to run from from end of July to the end of August. But even then, it's only that's only three, four weeks. So that's, you know, if they keep the yeah. rotation the same, that's only, you know, one, maybe two weeks to chant, try it. Now, granted, they might mess with the rotation and say, hey, during this event, it's available full time. But again, we'll see. Possibly. I mean, there could come a possible end to the curse in the Dreaming City that comes with the Solstice of Heroes that we don't know about. It could be detailed towards the end of the season that that's why the Shattered Throne's up constantly and then after that it'll just be gone kind of thing or it'll be constantly open but the curse will right. be broken yeah the curse is broken now all things are available to you mm. yeah and we've got so we've got a little more information about our european yeah our european aerial zone so yeah. it's a ceremonial combat theater designed for training and meditation which sounds like crucible to me but <laughs> the Vanguard is dispatching Guardians to the EAZ for combat drills and meditation. Join them. Solar arc and void energies blast through the EAZ, filling the air with the smell of sunbaked ozone or and potential. Uh, equip your solar arc or void subclasses and weapons to generate solar arc or void orbs, and collect them to become the you know be, to become solar arc or void empowered. So while empowered, Guardians emit a burning wave of energy. So that I sounds very know. similar to other things that we've had to you know collect the orbs wasn't that in the um evil of Antiva, the forest yeah yeah collect the orbs and bring them back and do something with them so yeah it seems yeah you had yeah, extra orbs dropping that you know for it would give you solar arc or void empowerment and things like that yeah yeah and that's why i wonder are we going to become a little overpowered in ways or is it just going to be you know your if you're running a void subclass is your is your void damage output going to be boosted and your void you know your, your void damage you're doing going to be greater and then the void void damage you're taking going to be lessened because you're you know now strong to void or immune to void or i guess we're going to see what you know what sort of aerial zone combat we're going to have are we going to be flying around in ships is cheese going to get his uh his <laughs> wish to get some aerial combat yeah here in the european aerial zone but it are sounds we, fun taking yeah this is gonna be a big aircraft carrier we're all going to jump around on I think anything that's happening at the end of the season is stuff for Guardians to collect and then show off to the new Guardians that are coming September. And it's always been that, you know, look at my emblem, look at my armor, look at my weapons. 
you know, you're a newbie kind of thing. And but I'll I'll show you, I'll take you under my wing. You know, we'll, we'll show you the different things that you can do. But you can't get this stuff because this stuff was, you know, you had to be there kind of thing. Yeah, I've worked hard for this. Yeah, and it's also I know a time like in the last go around where you know again it gave you a reason again if you haven't run the raids if you haven't finished your one of your pinnacle weapons it sort of gave you an extra reason to do that to say hey you know go finish go finish this up and we'll give you a little extra something for it whereas if you've already done the work great but you know hey here's a reason to jump into raids here's a reason to finish that that gambit grind or that crucible grind yeah. so it puts a lot of more people in activities that may not normally play them which i know and anytime there's anything that says go into competitive crucible I'm right there with those folks. A doing the thing I'm trying to get done, but also just hey, it's it's a little, you know, the world's a little a little wider, a little more a little more friendly to plan. Like the, you know, when we were all running our Lumina quests and we would jump into gambit matches and invade and then run to the center and dance and go, all right, here we are, here we are, kill me, you know, <laughs> helping somebody out with their quest line, which was about a 50-50 shot of people actually invading to kill us with hammerheads and people running out and just saying, hey, I'm just trying to help you guys get this done. Let's see how this goes. I think the same thing, like we were saying, that most of the stuff is going to be retroactive in your solstice or moments of triumph. The same, I think, with the armor. You only have to do it on one character, if I remember rightly, for it to unlock your triumph. You didn't have to get it on all three characters. I think last year, there was a ship that was available that you had to then unlock it on all three characters, if I'm not wrong. You had to have got the um, resplendent armor on the Titan, the Hunter, and the Warlock. There were a lot of people that were upset about that. You had to have all three classes, and you had to have upgraded them to the max. So there was a a very um, limited edition ship that came with that. Uh, I haven't heard that they're going to be doing that this year. Could do. Yeah, yeah. They may have learned their lesson, or just said it's not worth uh, you know it's not worth the small reward for the small number of people who may or may not you know use it, care about it. Mm. Who knows? Oh, and the next thing, I'm I'm tempering I'm tempering my <laughs> expectations on Solar Week, friends. Solar you Week. Too, you're too excited about Arc Week, but this oh, week I was might be so better. excited about Arc Week. We're gonna have Solar Week. Solar Week has swept the system, imbuing all Guardians with enhanced solar energy. In response, Lord Saladin has declared a week of celebration. I'm not sure who made him the king of solar, but apparently he is the king of all solar. <laughs> so basically, it looks like this is gonna be sort of what Arc Week turned out to is a rework of the solar. Solar classes, solar subclasses. So many solar subclass paths have been refreshed and improved. Visit Bungie.net for more details, which they don't have up yet. No. Many tower vendors are offering bounties to solar wielders. Complete them in style by participating in solar singe activities. And new solar-themed emotes are now available in the Eververse store. And again, this is all data mined. So these things will be available, will be happening. And again, it looks very similar to Arc Week. It's we're going to... We're going to rework the solar subclasses. We're going to give you some solar challenges. Go be solar. Don't get too excited about it because it's not going to be all that you hope it will be. What I find interesting about this, they say Lord Saladin. So is this going to be during an Iron Banner week? I hope so. I would love a solar Iron Banner. It sounds like it. If it's Lord Saladin, it sounds like it's going to be in uh, Iron Banner week. And if I'm not wrong, it's not this week coming up the 9th. It's going to be the week of the 16th. If it's in the four-week rotation, which most of the time it is, should be next week that we have Iron Banner. And maybe we get Solar Week next week. Maybe it's going to be in the TWAB come this Thursday. Solar Week, Lord Saladin, Iron Banner, Solstice, all this amazing stuff. It's, it's going to be crammed into one week. Yeah, I mean, yeah. although I'm looking now, you know, you know they, Bungie, Bungie in the 
small amount of official information they have actually released to us did say Moments of Triumph will be available this July 7th, which is yesterday, but I don't know what's available. Um, but this is, it'll be available from July 7th through August 27th. So we are going to have, you know, so basically it seems like at reset tomorrow, we're going to start it. And then we're going to have essentially two, almost two full months of, you know, moments of triumph time. So that should be, you know, again, a couple of, a couple of weeks of, of Shattered Throne, a couple of weeks of Iron Banner, assuming they don't, again, you know, break the curse or mess with the timelines. So we are going to, for some reason, I was thinking it was a much shorter event. But yeah, so we are going to have almost two months of time to get these things done. So we could have at least a couple, a couple opportunities at Iron Banner, at, at Throne, and all these things. Again, unless they mess with the timeline and just say, hey, Lord Saladin's moved in. He's here all the time now. He decided to come say hi. But I'm guessing if it's Solar Week, it's just going to be the week. With Solar Week, I mean, you remember Arc Week. What, what did we get in Arc Week? What exclusive thing? We've got a new exotic weapon, didn't we? That is true. We, we, did, get the, we did get the Thunderlord out during Arc Week, wasn't it? Yeah. Which would make and sense. I mean, there's been some other data mined information that go along with Solar Week, and it says there's just two two lines of um, text: scattered pieces of a greater whole and rocket launcher components. So questions have been asked: Could this finally be the Holy Grail of it, rocket launchers from Destiny One, the Galahorn, or could it be the other exotic solar grenade launcher from Destiny One, the Dragon's Breath? Galahorn was like the ultimate weapon that everybody was seeking from Destiny 1. It was like the Holy Grail. It was the hardest thing to get for some people and the easiest thing yes, for some others to get. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of hope they don't bring it back. I mean, it's, I mean, talk about a, the game being sort of a decent spot where they've, you know, again, they've nerfed the guns that are just completely overpowered. If, if they were doing to D1 what they've done to D2, they would have done something drastic to the Galahorn. It was just, it was a tracking rocket launcher that had Wolfpack rounds. So basically it was a tracking rocket launcher that would then have uh, smaller rockets swarm you and track you and kill you. There was no escape from it. It was, it was the go-to weapon in every single raid and every single everything. You fire that weapon and things die. It's like tracking. It wasn't quite as good as the truth's tracking, but then it had, you know, basically tracking cluster bombs on it to use, you know, if you don't play D2, it was a brutal, brutal weapon in PvE. And it seems like, you know, it, it'll be just like Whisper if they bring that back. It's like, here's the most powerful weapon in the game, hands down. Yeah, you could use other things, but why? It's just going to decimate everything in its in its path. So I sort of hope, I mean, the Dragon's Breath, it would drop Napalm. It would just, you know, burn the area, which again, sounds like a perfect thing for Arc, or for, you know, Arc Week. For Solar <laughs> Week, you know, give me something that's just straight solar, sets the world on fire. Solar Singe, all the things. Yeah, you know, it, you know, it, it'd be like having a Yotun on steroids. You shoot a rocket, and then everything is just fire, as far as the eye can see. That I think would be a better, a better thing to use for Solar Week. But yeah, we'll find out. I mean, with with uh, Galahorn in the final year of Destiny One, it was nerfed. I remember the Wolfpack rounds getting a nerf, and it kind of brought the rocket launchers back in line together and you didn't necessarily need the Galahorn to run a raid. It wasn't one of those requirements that was in a raid group at that point. You could have any other the rocket launchers that were available. If you had a Galahorn, it was good, but it, it, it got that nerf and a lot of people were unhappy about that. I'm on the 
you know the side that you are that i'd prefer the dragon's breath to come back because with that napalm that was good fun you know you fire the rocket it either hit something or you could fire it above something and then just let go of the trigger and it would just explode this napalm across the floor and just burn everything in its path and it wasn't that amazing for dps on bosses but in pvp it was good fun um pve it was good fun as well you could get rid of quite a lot of the ads in the um different parts of raids and strikes so i prefer the dragon's breath i've got a couple of videos for people that don't know what galahorn is or dragon's breath one is by mr fruit he does a 60 second review of the galahorn in year two which is probably what it would come back as and Arex has done a destiny one dragon's breath review for year two in destiny one so i will link those in the show notes yeah i mean really i'm just thinking of taking the dragon's breath into menagerie in the gambit anything when you need to just either clear ads or even just do damage to an area mm. i think that, i feel like the dragon's breath would just be a perfect a perfect weapon for that so i'm i'm hoping that's what we're, what we're getting on solar week or hope beyond hope something new coming out something they you know a, a new exotic and maybe maybe this is the time we can sort of they, they did tease that new exotic at a guardian con no but i think that is for shadow keep yeah 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 that's what i'm guessing because because why tease it now a guardian con yeah i think it is for shadow keep but it is that machine gun that looks to be powered by some sort of bug in amber mm. so i mean this is clearly where we're getting our uh defiance 2050 crossover event <laughs> clearly when, when when you know this maybe the european aerial zone is our first contact with the bugs from space we have to you know the moon is haunted after all so maybe there's also giant bugs there defiance 2050 slash starship trooper style and we have to we have to defend off giant bugs, and now we're in Shadow Keep. We're going to be having our giant, you know, our bug powered machine gun. So that's that's what I'm excited about. I, I just want to shoot giant bugs because service guarantees citizenship. So do you do you have any thoughts on our new exotic machine gun that's bug powered? Um, no. <laughs> I'm just no, no, sorry. Not I'm not at all. Don't care. I'm just reading the message we just got from Respawn. <laughs> Now, uh, yesterday we, we, don't, we don't we don't acknowledge respawn scheduling. Yesterday, is hard. I sent him a message tricky. respawn. Could you do Monday morning six a.m. to record? And then he just sent me a message going. We said seven a.m. It's six thirty-five. Yeah. yeah, I saw that too. <sighs> well, I, I did want to I did want to cover the twelve real quickly because it should just God. take but a minute. So, so DMG did you know someone did ask him on Twitter, hey, all right, guys, are we getting a twelve this week? So I want to go over the twelve. So DMG writes this week at Bungie, we aren't at Bungie. We'll have a Bungie Day blog post on Sunday. Until then, we're boots on the ground in Florida at Guardian Con. There's your twop for this week. So if you're looking for one, there wasn't one. This week at Bungie, they aren't at Bungie. There is no Bungie. Bungie does not exist. So on to the clan finder. <laughs> <laughs> so Guardian Radio used to do a segment where they would highlight a clan each week for people to contact and join. Clan leaders would send in details of their clan to the podcast so they could find more active members. Uh, so we thought we would continue this legacy in this segment. We would like to, people to send in details of their clan so we can highlight them each week. Give us the name of your clan, your platform, what kind of guardians you're looking for, what activities does your clan do, your contact details, what shaders you prefer, what emails people should have, what your qualifications <laughs> are for a proper clan member. So yeah, I think that sounds like a great idea. I mean, really, you should join the Frozen clan, but you know, we get we tend to fill up fairly quickly because our fashion. We're only on Xbox. Truly, that's why every week you you plug Frozen. I thought it'd be nice if somebody else wrote in and said, "Oh, we're a PS4 clan. We're looking for more members, or we're a PC clan. We're looking for more members." 
like you said, it was something that um, Garden Radio used to do. And I think they got a lot of traction of people writing in and saying, this is my clan. We do this. You know, we're either dads of destiny and we, you know, we play evenings and things like this, or we're really hardcore. We're into trials. We're into comp. We want people to join, you know, things like that. And I think it kind of got the community flowing a lot more. And this, if I had my, you know, world together, would be where I plug, plug our good friends at the Guardian Hub who play over on PS4 and on PC. Our good friends Kingsley Mack and Sin, Sinison Media, they are on you know PS4 and PC, so they must be in a clan of some sort. So if you haven't checked out their podcast at the Guardian Hub, jump into their Discord and say, hey guys, I need friends. They're always looking for people to run raids with. They're good dudes. Go join them on the PS4 side, on the PC side. So that's my clan plug for this week. I don't know the name of their clan because, again, were I prepared, I would have this information for you. <laughs> Yeah, but we, we will link their Discord in the show notes because we hang out there as well and chat to those guys and chat to a lot of other content creators in there. So it's a good place for you to kind of meet up and just chat. Yeah, yeah. Again, you know, again, we're again we're totally Xbox focused just because that's where we happen to live. So it's nice to point people in other directions and really just inspect people while you're playing. Look for the funniest clan name and join that one. That's that's usually the requirement. I've I, I've definitely frozen. Frozen is the wife. I have many clan mistresses where I go. If if we could have some sort of clan alliances, which Bungie, if you're listening, I would love to have some sort of like sister clan, brother clan, some sort of like clan alliance. Which yeah. again, if you're going to ever bring back faction rallies or any sort of you know rally big community event, this would be a lot of fun. You could ally yourselves with different clans and say, okay, our clan is going to do this, that, or the other. Or you could throw down challenges and say, hey, you know, our our clan is going to challenge you to you know, Gambit matches this week or number of primeval, you know, something like that. I think it would be a lot of fun, even if it wasn't in the game itself. You know, all this data is available to us through Bungie's APIs. It wouldn't be, again, for people who know what they're doing, you could build a system to say, hey, we're going to do some sort of, you know, competition between clans or groups of clans. I think it'd be a lot of fun. And I think it'd just be fun to ally with people in clans because you can only have, you know, 100 people in your clan and you go, well, that clan... You know, I, their name is hilarious and there's some good dudes over there, but, you know, I'm going to stay in the clan I'm in because that's how I find all these people without adding them all to my friends list. And that way when people join the clan, you get, you know, it's an extra list of friends you can you can tap into. Yeah. So I think it'd be great to have, you know, just, you know, more people to play the game with. So Bungie, if you're listening, give us, uh, you know, give us some sort of, either let us more people have more people in the clan or, or let us ally with the clan, especially on, now that we've got cross save. You know, let me see other people on the other platforms that I could be playing with in theory, or harass them to get off their get off their PS4 and jump onto their Xbox and join me. So we've managed to rush through most of this podcast. This is amazing. There's not much news apart from the leak stuff. So now we've got to the part past all the leaks and past all the spoilers and anything else, and we've got the last tips and tricks for the week. Next week, if I'm reading the pop up that came on um, my screen earlier today. We have Mayhem available in Crucible next week. So it's another good week to grind out runes for your chalice. I love Mayhem. Mm. That makes me very happy. Um, also, as a reminder, it will be the Trials by Wit Gambit Benedict bounties for this week. And you, again, can progress those Gambit bounties that you don't have to go into Gambit. So like exploring Lost Sectors or Crucible kills, Drifter offers those daily. Um, so you, rather than going to Gambit, and you want to stick in mayhem and double off on double up on what you're doing, then you can do that. And then something I always forget to remind people and 
this week I've got it in there on the right week, your truth to power law. So you can get a second truth to power law card if you do the blind well this week and hold on to your offering until the reset and visit, but don't open the chest until after the reset. And I will link a cheese forever truth to power guide video for how to do that. So you'd be able to get the drop for this week and then the week three drop in week three as well. So if you're behind like I am on your truth to law, truth to power law, then that could be an easy way or a helpful way for the like the next six weeks to kind of get you back up on track. Our good friend uh, Destiny Fun Police has an Austringer tip. He recommends the extended barrel, which gives you plus 10 to rage over full bore, which is plus 15 to range, but then you lose 10 stability because you don't want to lose that stability on a hand cannon on a console. So Destiny Fun Police says use the extended barrel over the full bore on your Austringer. And Lucky with two Ys, as in Lucky and BW, which is no more, sadly, rest in peace. Lucky has a tip. Use Middle Tree Striker Titan with the perk where you slide over the ammo because it'll increase your weapon damage by 20%. Combining this with the new exotic hand cannon Lumina where the noble rounds give you an ally a damage buff, you can stack in PvP and can result in two-tapping guardians. He also notes that the buff to Lumina does not stack with a warlock well. And Fallout Plays has a one-minute guide for anyone who still hasn't started their quest. You don't need to have the exotic hand cannon thorn to start this quest. You can do the thorn quest at the same time and pick them up at the same time. Or like our friend Pan, you can do the truth quest with your Lumina quest at the same time and try to keep things straight about whether you're shooting things with rocket launchers or hand cannons or what you're trying to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it is good to note, you know, you can do these quest steps at the same time. And I know the Thorn has some similar things to the Lumina, so you can try to sort of knock them out. I was with, I was running with somebody this week. I was like, oh, I've got a Thorn quest step done. It's like, oh, yeah. So if there's things you haven't done, now's a good time, you know, to kill two birds with one stone. And again, we'll link all these in the show notes. And our good friend Cheese Forever has put out a lot of videos in the last week, but one that you may have missed is his video on how to get infinite freezing, infinite feeding frenzy on exotics and all equipped weapons. It basically involves having two different weapons with feeding frenzy on it, switching back and forth. And he's got, a, again, a quick video guide to show you how to do that. One of his recommendations, Glitch Tutorial, has a good video on how to farm mods. This tip can only be done when the Tingled Shore is a flashpoint of the week. So that's this, this week. So get on it once you hear this show. It'll be one to remember when this comes up again. Um, you have to do the daily heroic story mission to farm the Baron armor when it drops. It will always include a mod, but it has to drop. But it has a drop limit which you can bypass. Which I think this was the thing he was saying: go do the heroic story mission. You know, get the get the thing to drop, die, come back, do it again, and basically get the drop or or, or run run it over and over again. Anyway, here's a yeah, video that can, looks a better than you I can. Go into it, get the drop, and then abandon it and then go back to it, it it will bypass the drop limit that you can come up against that you can only get one per day i think it is yeah yeah it'll give you some something with a mod in it you break it down you'll get whatever mod is in that yeah in that gear that you've received also following on from cheese's information in the last podcast regarding scavenger perks and reserve perks being bugged rustophilus um quite freakily had done a video in the last week where he tested fusion rifle scavenger versus reserves and he gives his recommendations for the best one to go for because they seem to kind of work very similarly you know as you know cheese was saying it's something that's bugged and doesn't work according to its description but restophilus's video is quite 
you know straightforward with how he tests it and um, explains you know which one's the best one to go for following on from the callus mini tool video we highlighted last week with it being comparable to the pinnacle crucible submachine gun the recluse in pve with the right perks um and i think that was by lucky so band wipe who was his um twitch partner has an interesting video on a crucible submachine gun the hard truths now every time i've got one of these i've dismantled it and just kind of look at the stability on that i'm not having that that's rubbish and just binned it but this is a kinetic weapon which means it doesn't use the the crowded energy slot and um, he goes over the damage output and compares it to the recluse and the master of arm perks on the recluse and shows you the damage drop-off points for both weapons and he also has a gameplay video where he uses the weapon in pvp and this weapon can be farmed in the merengue or using crucible tokens to farm for a roll. And I will link both videos of testing versus the recluse and his PvP gameplay. But I thought it was quite interesting because the stability on that weapon is literally next to nothing. But it, you know, the headshot damage and the body damage is seems to be higher than the recluse. And that's without the um, Master of Arm perks. But the damage fall off for the recluse is a lot. Um, you have to be a lot closer to the guardian to take them out. Whereas with the hard truths, you can be a lot further away. And that's a really interesting um, weapon to look at. If somebody doesn't want to take the time to go and farm for a recluse, this is, it looks to be a very good weapon. I'm going to use my tokens and see if I can get one to drop. Yeah. I've done the same thing you have. I've got them to drop it and I can't use that. I have to walk right up to someone and basically put the barrel on their head and go, I'm going to shoot you now and hit anything. Mm. So it's interesting. There's a, it's a more powerful thing, uh, although I'm, I'm not sure it's going to win out over the, over the pulse rifles I usually run with. Cause even though I'm close range, I never got in the hand of submachine guns, even, even running the dual submachine gun builds. I've done that through menagerie, but I generally don't take it into uh, crucible with me. Well, what's confusing with about it is that the stability on it is really next to nothing, but he was using it and it didn't seem to be very unstable it seemed to be very good was and he playing on console or on pc i think he I, might have been I, on pc I, I no, I no longer i was i was just, i can no longer keep track of who plays on what yeah anymore. i think that's but, the but, uh, problem sometimes is that unless you're watching the video and you go oh hang on a minute it's the cursor right um, yeah yeah i always have to ask myself it's like this is great yeah but what are you playing it on because yeah you know, ps4 and xbox it was less of a big deal but now it's like okay if you're on pc well that's a whole that's a whole other world basically in terms of weapons and how they work and how they function so the messiah it's... has arrived so we're not going to talk about how we're not in the podcast channel and how you guys are already recording when we said seven o'clock it said six o'clock on the thing it said seven it said six it said seven six it did say seven. six because i have to be out of here about seven Oh, maybe that's where I saw the seven. <laughs> <laughs> we guessed that. Oh. All right. My, my Ermel is now Erpen. Okay. All right. You may continue on. Holy moly. Wow, that was intense. Whoa. All right. You, you may continue, gentlemen. So one of the big things in PvP this week hasn't been the exotic handgun Lumina, but rather than the legendary form of the weapon, which was the Rose. Have you guys seen this popping up? I have place? seen this. Yeah, it's supposed to be a really good legendary hand cannon mm -hmm. that if you go back in your inventory after you've got the Lumina, you can pull it out and it's got like a range masterwork by default. Yep. 
Yeah, that's pretty cool. Or uh, it sounds pretty cool. However, in practice, it sounds like it's kind of annoying if everybody in PvP is using it. <laughs> well, I I found this information out from watching Mtash this week. I mean, his um, channel's really exploded with the amount of Destiny videos he's put out. He's back on track with Destiny. He he was the first one that popped up on my feed. Said you've got to check out this hand cannon. And I was like, okay, well, I'll go and look at it. And yeah, it comes out as your collection with a range masterwork. And this it's nothing really much to look at. It's got Accurized Rounds. It's got Outlaw. Um, and I've got, I think it's got one of the... It's got a grip on it. Okay. But it works better than the um, Midnight Coup. So Midnight Coup is around the same RPM. I think it's 150 RPM. But the he shows you versus the Midnight Coup, the recoil pattern that, that goes up this wall and then he shows you the rows and it's very it's more constrained and tighter and it's easier to control he said so for people that like the midnight coup in year one or even year two this is probably the best hand cannon that you can get for 150 especially with accurize on it and a range What's master the kickback, work though i know you were talking about the recoil direction but how how severe is the actual recoil i haven't used it it's yet, not so that know. bad really yeah so are we talking yeah. like uh like uh oh my god uh service revolver recoil or are we talking about the same recoil kick that the uh midnight coup has it's just you know more controllable or what are yeah we talking here? it's 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 very similar to midnight coup Okay, I'll link that um, MTash video about the Rose Hand Cannon so you guys can check that out. Destiny Fun Police did a Rose and Fighting Lion PvP gameplay video where he pairs those two weapons up, and he Why? does. He, I don't know. He, he literally, you know, <laughs> sorry. He, he loves his Fighting Lion and anything to pair it up with, I guess. <laughs> but he he was showing you like literally you could fighting lion get some damage on them and then one shot them with a rose all right i don't know if you've seen this video by astacross this week respawn he's got a really cool warlock build using the lumina hand cannon and the exotic chess piece the starfire protocol and where he pairs he pairs them with the well of radiance subclass and he's claiming that it's the best healing build for support in raids and pvp and using the perk on the chest piece, Fusion Harness, which Fusion Grenades have an additional charge and recharge from empowering weapon damage. And Fusion Grenade kills grant Rift Energy. The Noble Rounds on an ally proc the perk Benevolent Dawn, so which when you heal or empower allies, it regenerates your grenades, melees, and Rift Energy. So oh, it's kind what? Of, yeah, everything is kind <laughs> of syncing and synergizing. So you can throw you know, those healing grenades out, yourself run through it, your team run through it. That empowers your... You've got constantly two grenades to keep yourself empowered and give yourself overshields. And then you've got the Lumina that you can then take out of Guardian and then give an extra buff to give another kill to somebody. You know, it's insane, the video. And he calls it the Noble Protector. And I thought, That's you know, cool. you now transitioning over to something. Warlock would be interested in that. I'm not transitioning. <laughs> I'm not playing the Warlock any more than I have before. <laughs> it's just, I play Hunter, and then whenever my Hunter is maxed out for the week, I jump on the Warlock and max the Warlock out as much as I can. Mm. 
Yeah, it's still um, a, that's still a beastly build for the warlocks. I think the warlocks are gonna are gonna get a lot of good benefit from the uh, from the lumina. Yeah. And you know that's one of the reasons I was talking about how as much as I give titans, they do need a PVE buff because right now it's all hunters and warlocks and PVE. Did I say PVP yeah, you, the first time? No, you said PVE. Yeah, okay. PVE. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, like raids and you know even sin and. Kingsley were saying, you know, it's like, oh, I brought a Titan to a raid. It's like, why? Why, why are you here? Go stand in the corner. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> go, go, yeah. go defend that front over there. Over there in the distance yeah. where we can't see. <laughs> uh, guys, I just, I just want to say, I want to say, right? Um, I was just scrolling through the notes, and I saw something about a Destiny 1 Dragon Breath review. Mm-hmm. What's yeah, that about? Um, well, there's Solar Week. We're getting Solar Week. Are you super excited for Solar Week? Which seems to be like yeah, Dark Week. They're, but I'd be even more excited if the Dragon's Breath was coming back. Well, right. Well, that thing? well, that's what we were speculating. We're saying, you know, we got the Thunderlord back with Arc Week. So we're saying it's either going to be probably Galahorn or Dragon's Breath with Solar Week. And we're sort of both hoping it's the Dragon's Breath. Hell yeah. And, and the Tychonaut. Dude, I tell you what, if the Tychonaut comes back, you might very well see me shift back to Titan. hundred percent, dude. Tychonaut plus Dragon's Breath was Dirty. That was fun. T one man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, that was so, so for dirty. People that but weren't yeah. around for Destiny one, the Takenaut was a exotic helmet, wasn't it, for Titans that it gave was, you yeah. tracking on any rocket launcher. So Dragon's Breath wasn't a tracking wo- rocket launcher, but yet having that helmet right. gave you tracking. On it. <laughs> <laughs> it was very good fun to use. And then once you had all those perks that gave you. Uh, uh, heavy weapon drops guaranteed on like certain kills or whatever. Literally, the entire field would be covered in napalm fire. Mm. That was amazing. <laughs> that was so amazing. Oh, you got enemies everywhere. Let me just cover the field in fire. Literally, we're gonna fix this, Chad. We're gonna burn you and all your friends down. No, but I mean, it would be great to get the dragon's breath or the Galahorn pre-nerf, mm. but we both know what's gonna happen if we get a pre-nerf, right? Yeah, um, you know, which is that's what we were saying about the Galahorn. There's no way they bring the Galahorn back. In any capacity, because they just have to nerf it immediately. Immediately. Too much, too much boss damage. But my guess would be do you remember how towards the end of D1 we got the Thunderlord and then we got the solar version of the Thunderlord and then we got the uh, void version of the Thunderlord? Yeah. I would not be surprised if that is what happened instead. No. Uh, I'm telling. No. I wouldn't be surprised because of the the leaks that have come. <laughs> the, they've um, the information that's come along with it is it's scattered pieces of a greater hole, and then it underneath it says rocket launcher components. So it's one of the rocket launchers. Mm-hmm. And we were saying because we got Thunderlord in Arc Week, and now they're saying rocket launcher. Those are the only two solar ones that we'd really want to come back. Definitely, mm. Dragon's Breath fully though, because I, I don't want to. I don't want to nerf Galahorn, and I don't want to have a Galahorn that's going to get nerfed. Yeah. So I would 100% vote for Dragon's Breath and the Tychonaut. You got to bring back the Tychonaut. They're not going to bring it back just yet. Yeah. They have bring to, it, man. Bring it back. <laughs> bring it back. Titan, Titans. You heard it from the hunter. Titans need a PVE boost. Yeah, they back. do. And and the Tychonaut mixed with a with the Dragon's Breath is definitely the way to get them back in the game. <laughs> now, I know you've turned up there a little bit late. But something I just wanted to point out to you that um, Parody was reading, the What's that? Lucky from Lucky and Butt White pointed out if you use Middle Tree Striker Titan, where you slide over an ammo brick, it doesn't matter if it's special, heavy, or primary, 
it will give your weapon damage a 20% buff. That stacks with the Lumina, with the Noble Round um, that you can get. So you heal an extra 20%? Is that what I'm getting? No, no. You know when you when you heal an ally with the Lumina, it gives yeah. you a Noble Round. It gives you a buff for killing oh, the next enemy. I thought the no I thought the noble round was the round that you use to heal your your ally. Yeah, you heal your ally, but you and your ally get a damage buff for a certain ah. period of time. That stacks with the sliding over the ammo. Yeah, yeah. and the buff from the luminous I think is is 10 seconds it gives you and your ally both. Mm -hmm. So you've got 10 seconds of additional damage to go deal. Oof. Which that's, and that's then you slide thing. over ammo and get another twenty percent damage. And I think Lucky was saying that he gets uh, he can two tap guardians um, with like service revolvers and things like that. Uh huh. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. That's still kind of. You have to be a titan. Yeah, it's unfortunate. So, but anyway, so there was one that. last thing that I thought was quite interesting that Mtash again had done another video where he goes over his thoughts on how the chest nerf in the menagerie should work and how it's going to affect okay. the game going forward. And he gives a brief idea on how much time it would take to farm compared to the current situation. It's like before yeah. the nerf. And in his video, he shows you that he has 70 waking vigils because at the moment he's on a crusade to kind of get the perfect waking, waking vigil from right. the farm. Um, but he still doesn't have a god roll. And, uh, you know, 70 of these weapons and he's going through, and he's looking for specific roles on these um, weapons and he still doesn't have it. And I think he was worried that, I think like a lot of people, that one run through equals one chest open isn't, Yep. it doesn't seem to be fair now. Although, yes, Bungie are saying, you know, that was a thing. Yes, we'll give it to you for now. But why isn't it a thing? You know, why isn't it a change of tack from Bungie going forward saying, okay, well, we'll give you three or four chests. Yeah, but only the first one would be empowered, or the first three, if you have that unlocked on your chalice. Yeah. And that's exactly what I was saying before. It's, whenever I saw that long timer, I was under the impression that this was, in fact, supposed to be a thing. Otherwise, why well, get the long timer? You guys were all saying it was for the lore and everything, which does yeah. make sense. But at the same time, you know, how long is the menagerie? And you, you go through all that nonsense only for one chest drop. The only reason that would make sense is if you had minor chests after each encounter. Yeah. That would make sense. But if you're doing that whole encounter for one loot drop, eh, well, I think, I think it would have to work in reverse, wouldn't it? Because out. you could do, I think it's if you do two menageries or two of the encounters and you complete them to the fullest, that's it. It gets you to the boss really quickly, doesn't it? So with that, you could only potentially get three chests. So I think they'd have to kind of give you two chests for each of those first two encounters so you get four and then the fifth one at the boss and maybe like the the first couple of chests are just random drops it could be anything nothing tied to your chalice whereas the end one is the chalice um you know selected weapon or armor piece maybe they should work it like that uh, i think what they're going to do is see how it goes and see how many people continue with playing menagerie whereas what they've got at the moment i mean they've got the numbers and i thought um mtash's video was quite interesting and i will link that in the show notes it's going to be a continued discussion isn't it going forward people are going to say we want it back to how it was uh-huh 
definitely i i think it would be i don't know if destiny would actually grant that Mm -hmm. um yeah i but at the same time how long does it take on average for just the you you get the two right to begin with and then you go straight to the end room we're looking at like 30 minutes minutes? yeah i mean if you're speed running um i believe you know people are saying you could do it in 10 minutes but then you're going to get people that drop in and out you know you're not going to get a consistent group that go for two, three hours of just constant farming, you're going to get somebody to go, oh, I've got the perfect role on the first one. They're off. You've then got to search for somebody else to come in. You've got flying in times. You've got, you know, all these other possibilities that could then stretch the time out. And you're looking at maybe 15, 20 minutes per run and you only get one drop. And I understand people were saying at the moment, if you do a strike, you're not guaranteed to get you know, specific weapon, even from nightfall. If you speed run a nightfall, that's 10, 15 minutes. You could get the nightfall exclusive weapon. But again, that's not a guaranteed drop. Why should Bungie give you, you know, two or three drops at the end of something? But then why couldn't they? Why is it not a different change of pace from them? I mean, I thought it was a great way to mix up the game. Yeah. I thought, I thought I thought it was cool. I wasn't like, aha, oh, this is you know, this is so jacked up. We're gonna exploit the hell out of this, no. because I didn't find it to be an exploit, right? Because you still got to get all those different random roles. Yeah, you know. So I mean, even even your boy Imtash, as you were talking about earlier, he's got like seventy, and he still doesn't have the role he's looking for. Imagine having to do seventy separate runs to get that number. Hmm. You know, even then, you know, he's he had to have gone through at least ten runs, right? So that took a while just just for those 10 runs to get those 70 but then 10 runs you've got to factor in the fact that you've then got to go and get the runes because you don't get the rune all those runes back so yeah i i was trying to farm for an ore stringer this week and i went to like 25 tokens that's it i'm out i can't do hand cannons at the moment i've now got to go and play other stuff to get those to drop and they're not a guaranteed drop oh this one if i go and do strikes i'm going to get the hand cannon exactly um, rune to drop it's i've got to continue just playing the game get those runes to drop, and then I've got to go into the menagerie. Yeah, I I think it's perfect the way it is. I mean, 100%. I keep saying that. <laughs> I mean, last week but, I was kind of on the, you know, I was on the fence with it because I could see both sides of the argument, not having played it as much, had done the cheese and, you know, enjoyed it. But then one of the perks that I noticed on the chalice is that it gives you the chance of getting a double drop. And I was like, this is amazing because I think where I was farming for the offspring, I got like three double drops in one go. And I was like, cool. But they were garbage rolls. You know, there's six weapons, garbage rolls. Yep. And I'm still playing the game and still going back in. So even when I do get my offstringer, I want to then go back and get my sniper. I want to go back and get my callus mini tool. I want to get my drang. I want to go and get, there's a hard truce. There's, you know, I've got an errand till might be a god roll but again i could give me the potential to go back in again and i haven't played it as much as some of the streamers and other youtubers and just the general public don't get as much time to farm and get their god rolls i mean there's so many different weapons that you can get from it and then the armor like we were talking previous weren't we you're not gonna stop at getting a specific um enhanced armor set you'll want everything enhanced you know you want hand cannon you want fusion rifle you want sniper so you're going to keep going back in and playing and i think this double and triple dip that you could do i'm now looking at it that i i'm more on the side of 
that I don't think it's fair it's being patched. Maybe, you know, only have like two or three loots. Or no, have like three loots per chest per game. So you complete it, you get three loots, that's it. You kick to orbit. That should be fine. Three chances at, you know, what you're trying to roll for would be perfect. But I think we're going to have to wait and see what the numbers come out like and what Destiny or Bungie say, oh, okay, we're going to now do this. I think it's it's something that they haven't stopped looking at and talking about as yet. I could be wrong. I mean, they still haven't improved Escalation Protocol because this week when I was doing the Lumina quest, I went and did Escalation Protocol and I didn't get one weapon to drop. Not one. And we, we were constantly farming that in a level 7 boss nothing to drop i've got a couple of shaders and i don't think anybody else in the group was i was checking the feed i don't think anybody else got any of the weapons to drop and you know I, the only weapon i'm still hard. missing on that is the sniper mm -hmm. you know and it, it makes me mad because i have the shotgun of each elemental type i have the submachine gun of each elemental type and not only do i not have the sniper of each elemental type i don't have the sniper full stop <laughs> <laughs> You know, and every time that's that that sniper week comes, I farm the hell out of it. I never get the freaking sniper. And it, it, even with it being better now with the whole, uh, you know, you can do six and then seven and then six and seven and six and seven and six and seven yeah. again. Right. Um, even with that, it, the, the farming is, is still bad as far as as far as I've come into contact. Right. But like other things. Uh, like what you were talking about, I have an air until and I have backup plan under pressure projectile fuse and uh transmission ms7 so my range is 82 base with a range mod mm. on it right so i practiced with it after you were talking to me about it and yeah you can completely destroy people from a sniper range almost <laughs> you know it's yeah. it's bonkers and then as far as like the drain i don't have the best role but i managed to get one with a uh, moving target and swashbuckler right yeah and uh i think i have okay my callus mini tool i got it to drop with surrounded and threat detector and 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 staggering rounds so yeah. when i take that into pvp and it's got a range mod on it i take that into pvp and just erase people at a range that a submachine gun shouldn't be hitting people with and by god if we're playing capture anything and i'd run up to a group of people capturing that gun is going to take out one or two people before they get me just because of the damage buff that i get from surrounded you yeah. know, because I, I do have a surrounded spec on there. <laughs> so that's a dirty little gun. So, I mean, is it the God roll? No. But is it good enough to get me to stop farming it? Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but, I mean, it's it's just all your luck, I guess. If you really want to put the time and effort to get that specific roll you're looking for, yeah, it's going to take a very, very long time. That's one gun. Even with... Yeah, exactly. Even with the multiple chests that we get now. Mm. Imagine that, just getting the one chest every 30 minutes or so. That, by the way, isn't even free, like what you're talking about. You have to have the coin to get it, right? Not the coin, the 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 things right. you feed into the chalice. Right. Runes, thank you. So you're, you're spending something in order to open that chest. So not only is it going to be more time consuming, but then you have to hope that you get the right runes on top of that and yeah. if you keep the chest the way it is let them farm to their heart's content guess what they're gonna run out of runes they gotta go play the game to go get them again it's i think it's a great it's it's a great place i don't yeah. think they should touch it at all i think what they should maybe do is just rotate the weapons out and have different armor in you know just give somebody 
something different to then keep going in, you know, and possibly re-roll to get different weapons and different rolls on those weapons. Oh, yeah. I agree. I don't think they should touch it in any way, shape, or form. I think it's in a good place, and I think they're 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 poking the bear on this one, in my opinion. Could I be wrong? Absolutely. Am I wrong? Probably. But I just think that they're they're doing things that is is just gonna the community. It's not gonna have any positive bearing whatsoever. You know, mm-hmm. you had people out there about that were okay with the whisper nerf. They're like, oh no, it needed to be nerfed and this and that and the other. I don't think you're going to find anybody that's going to say this chest needed to be, you know, not nerfed, but no. fill in the blank. Right. Yeah. It's just, I, I don't think it's going to have For any the average player who gets maybe one or two hours, maybe in the evening, maybe an hour, you know, put the kids to bed. Oh, I'm going to sit down and play with my friends for an hour. They'll only get like two, three runs of the menagerie. You know, they're not going to be farming it all night. Like some other people. And nope they're not guaranteed to going to get the god roll. They're going to be looking for different god rolls and getting different weapons and different armor pieces. But it's a kind of slow thing, and I think that's the problem, isn't it? That they've got to kind of cater to the, the really hardcore players that are going to be in their room for eight hours playing this or even streaming this, showing other people this is this and this is this. You've got to look out for this role. Uh, and then compared to the yeah, but one or the two way hours it is, people, I think the way it is, I think they are uh you know dedicating this to the hardcore players right because the hardcore players are going to be farming this the most and they're going to open the chest the most but at the same time they can't just spam farm it unless they have the runes to do so so they got to go back and play more i think that's a perfect way to do it Mm. you know no agree give them give them the ability to spam it but at a cost of something it's not a free chest and i think that's what makes all the difference if it was a free chest yeah no nerf it because that's overpowered right but Considering how it is not a free chest, I think it's great the way it is. Don't touch it, Punji. I don't care who's telling you you need to touch it. Don't don't do it. It's a trap. You're falling for a trap, man. <laughs> oh, chimney Christmas. Is that it? I don't yeah. see anything else. That's it. Notes. That is the wow. end of the show. That's bonkers. Uh, very short and sweet. Um, very respawn-less show this week. Um, parody, it's over to you. All right, kid. Thank you for joining us this week. Your Titans have been parody and Night Demon. Your Hunter is no one responds in real life. You can email the show at twotitansandahunter.com. Hold on. Let's see alarm's going off. Try that again. <laughs> Hit us up on Twitter at twotitans underscore hunter. You can find us on Facebook, on YouTube. You can join the Frozen clan at join.frozen.party. That's Frozen with a zero. Come to have a sandwich with us. You can find your favorite guardians on Xbox Live. Hunt us down. Dance with us. Hug us. Again, we've still got that charity event going. Find us, hunt us down. We'll put you in the drawing for the uh, for the fancy emblem. You can watch the show on YouTube, listen to the show on Podcoin, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and everywhere fine podcasts are sold. I leave you struggling with internet connections, struggling to read a calendar. And remember, kids, the moon's haunted. Say bye, kids. Bye, kids. My kids Wait, aren't here. That's why we said goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> You guys know that old Jackie Chan cartoon from way back in the day? No, nope. Okay, well, there was a cartoon that was that it it had actual Jackie Chan in it. Yeah, and one of the characters in this cartoon was an old grandpa, right? It was his grandpa, and um, 
he would like go on this tangent, right? He he'd tell people, "Hey, we need to do this and this and this and this," right? And then as they're walking away, one more thing, and they'd go into another tangent, and they'd walk away. He goes, "One more thing." <laughs> <laughs> so he would do that until they would basically just ignore him and walk away. So that I just imagine myself being in the booth. <laughs> one more thing. Let me talk about how you know X, Y, and Z made me angry. <laughs> one more thing. Just I don't know. It just came to my mind for some reason when you mentioned that. That so. sounds perfect. <laughs>